Welcome to the show. I'm Shane Norton, a.k.a. The Sports Car Nobody, and this is another episode of the Sports Car Nobody podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, first and foremost, welcome back after a two-week hiatus. I'm back, and I don't think you're going to be disappointed for the wait because I have an incredible guest on the back side of this intro, the one, the only, Adam Gelman, WWE Gelman, one of the preeminent Becky Lynch collectors in the world. He is on, and we are having just such fun conversation. We're talking wrestling cards. We're talking Panini as a whole. We're talking Prism, and we're talking about a little show you may have heard of called The National coming up in Chicago at the end of July. He shares so much information about that, but also... If you've been, you know, a listener of this show, you've heard me teasing for a couple of weeks that I have been a part of trying to get together a wrestling card event that is happening. I've been sharing stuff on Instagram and sharing stuff on Twitter. Gelman is here to talk about that. We give all the information you're going to need if you are interested in coming to that event in Chicago at the end of July. So please stick around and listen for that information i do think if you are a wrestling collector i don't care if it's cards i don't care if it's t-shirts i don't care if it's belts if you like wrestling this is going to be an insanely fun event listen for that come on out and let's have a good time but you know what there's such good information in that interview i'm not going to waste any more of your time ladies and gentlemen adam gilman Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Like I said, I have a very, very special guest on the show tonight. Someone that I've been talking to on Twitter for, I don't know, months, maybe even a year plus now. Uh, Someone I've kind of gotten to know through that social media space, but this is the first time I've had a real conversation with you face-to-face as much as virtual face-to-face can be. But Adam, Adam Gelman, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for coming on. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, and thank you so much for having me on. It's always good to to talk shop with people is one of my favorite things to do. You know, I've always said like we we often have these talks sort of in the bowels of a card shop somewhere and having the ability to record them on like Zoom or something gives us this whole new medium to explore thoughts of other people. So I enjoy it very much. I love your show. So uh, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much, man. That, that is so true, right? It's either in the card shops or at the different card shows. And we're going to talk about the biggest card show of the year coming up. But uh, you know, I, I say this all the time. The biggest reason I started this show, started this podcast, was to force myself to get to have these conversations with people, right. force myself out on social media. And it's been wonderful. The reception that I've, I've been able to get over the last year and a half now has been just great. And I've said this a lot of times. It is the wrestling card community that has really... Man, I just fell in love with that community, fell in love with those cards over the last year and a half. It's changed my entire collecting mentality. And you being one of those voices has been a huge factor in that. The things that you do on your blog, I see Sports Cards Uncensored, right, is what it is. I see Uncensored. Um, Tell me about that. Talk a little bit about your history and, and really like tracking this space specifically with the wrestling cards. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a really good introduction. And I I think, um, and thank you for, for the kind words. I think like for me, like I started off like going to card shows with my dad, like 25, 30 years ago when I was really young. And and so I've always loved cards, but I, I actually, I never really got into the cards. I got more into the autographs 
more than anything when I jumped back in in like 2005. Because I think I stopped like, you know, there's those high school years where everybody's kind of like, well, I don't know if I really want to collect anything anymore. And then you realize that you have that gene and you have to get back into it. So, um, but yeah, like I came back into it around 2004, 2005-ish timeframe. Love autographs. I've always loved getting autographs. Um, you know, my dad really sort of was the catalyst for that because he used to like send, you know, through the mail autographs, like all the presidents and congressmen and all these other things. So he had like this treasure trove that I found out about like maybe 20 years ago where he had like JFK and Truman and all these other things. And it was just crazy because like, you know, he comes from an era where that wasn't commonplace. And now all the people he wrote to are insanely valuable. Um, but yeah, so I got into it. I found out like they had really changed a lot of the format of the way cards sort of came to be. And I really got into sort of like this mode of being like, wow, I really wasn't a huge fan of the way the cards were being covered in the media and media being Beckett and, you know, you name it. It was all very positive. It was all very rainbows and lollipops. Every product was awesome, blah, 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 blah. I was like, you know, that's probably not the best thing in expectations to set because I came into it. Like I bought a box of like SP Authentic Baseball and I was just like, oh my God, these cards are awesome. I found out like everybody wrote a blog about SP Authentic being the best product ever. But then I saw that my cards weren't worth what they were in the book. And I was like, this is probably not the best thing to do. So I wrote my site with like a very pessimistic sort of view on things, argumentative view on things. And it just sort of blew up thanks because it was one of the first sort of era first of those card blogs in the era that was really sort of starting up but through that that was in 2007 i believe so we're almost at 20 years here <laughs> coming up in a couple of years and it's crazy because my kids are only like 13 this thing is older than my wow. kids um but it's uh it, it was never really like the expecting to see cards go through the boom that they have over the last couple of years and you know, it's, it's pretty awesome to see kind of how things have evolved because I've been able to build just a ton of relationships through my site, whether it's on the industry within the card manufacturers. I know somebody literally at every card manufacturer out there. I've been to a bunch of, you know, awesome events, whether it's the rookie premiere or things like that as a result of my site. So, you know, you just get into this. And then, you know, around 2019, I sort of realized that it's really wasn't giving me the joy anymore that it did when I first got back into it. And I just sort of like got out of sports cards altogether. Um, but my son, who I mentioned was like 13 years old, um, came to me when he was probably, you know, much younger than that and said, dad, I want to watch WrestleMania. And I'm just like, where did that come from? <laughs> so he actually had been watching it on YouTube and wanted to watch it. saw that WrestleMania was coming up. It was going to be WrestleMania 33, I believe. So it was quite a ways a while ago now that we're at 39. Um, we ended up, you know, buying WWE Network for the free trial and watched it. And my entire family was hooked. My <laughs> wife, my, my three other boys, like we just, we started watching it religiously. And I was at the shop um, selling some of my stuff. I'd sort of gotten out of it and I saw that there were wrestling cards on the shelves. And I was just like, oh my God, this is awesome. And so we started buying products. And like the first product I really dove into like head first was 2018 Heritage. One of my, still one of my favorite sets ever. And um, yeah, it's, it's kind of been head first ever since. Like I started sort of falling into the communities on Facebook, which it just 
completely different aspect of the way that sports cards engage with with their communities and it's crazy because like and i'm sorry for going on this long long Do your thing, answer here, but like but like it's you think about sports cards everybody competes everybody's going for like the same stuff wrestling is like completely different everybody has their own little niche that they go sort of dive head first into and i just love that they they support each other the facebook communities are great like twitter at the time was great like you know instagram <laughs> sort of built this huge community out of nothing like it just became a huge part of my life because the people were so often yourself included shane like it was like it just sort of enthralled me to find this whole new passion that I, I had never had before. It was, it was so much fun. Yeah. I mean, again, that is exactly what happened to me with the wrestling cards. When I got back into sports cards, it's funny. You and I kind of maybe somewhat, cause I got back in in 2018 and uh, it, it was, it was baseball cards, football cards, a very standard, you know, mainstream stuff. Right. And I started to learn and educate myself on everything and never expected wrestling cards to become my main focus. I mean, I've almost abandoned right. everything else in wrestling and yeah, mostly exactly. for a lot of the reasons you're saying, <laughs> man, it's just the, the community because has such a big impact on that. Having the conversations is just, it just changes your whole outlook on just, Oh, cool. I got this new piece of cardboard with a, you know, a man in pink tights and my, you know, it's always Bret Hart for me, you know, having that extra yeah. conversation makes it so much better. Um, but it's funny. And we're two- all connected to it. We're all connected to it too. Cause like I grew up with, you know, the, the I was in the golden era of yep. the eighties when I was younger, I lived through the attitude era going through high school. So we're all like, yep. have this like nostalgic connection to this, but I love the new stuff too. Like that's where I think, the, the the online community is kind of split. Like there's this group yeah. of people that only collects kind of like the nostalgic era and not much of the new stuff. Then there's the group that only collects the new stuff. There's very rare that you see somebody crossing over. I, I really love both eras. Um, I'm not, a, I'm not like a huge sort of like uh, encyclopedia of wrestling knowledge, but I, I mean, I watched every WrestleMania, every SummerSlam, every survivor series growing up. My mom would like, prevent us from going to the blockbuster down the street because (laughs) my brother and I would come home and we would wrestle on her bed and break things and stuff like that. So (laughs) there was a no stunner rule and no rock bottom rule for a very long time (laughs) in our house. Yeah. I remember uh, going through the halls in high school. You and I must be a similar age was the attitude era and going through the halls was always a little dangerous because you never knew who was going to run out and try to try to hit you with a stunner or or, you know, maybe even pull off a rock bottom or something. Right, crazy. exactly. There was hazardous areas around there. But yeah, so there's actually two things you talked about in your your um, your introduction a little bit earlier about your blog that I found interesting was, A, you mentioned how you kind of had more of like a, a pessimistic sort of outlook. Uh, there's some, I've always found that optimism and pessimism would be interesting because a lot of people will find uh, just speaking truth can come across as pessimistic when you're just trying to speak honestly yeah. and you're not trying to put a positive spin on everything people will view that as as pessimistic and that's true in everything in life but the irony is speaking on the division a little bit especially between the vintage and the modern collectors you've become mm-hmm. one of the main faces of modern collecting and you often will get i think completely unfair shots for being i guess quote overly optimistic about the oh, modern, yeah, about the yeah. modern space but I don't know. To me, you're maybe I'm kissing your butt, but I, I've always <laughs> subscribed to what you're doing. But like to me, you come across someone that is genuinely excited about the products that come out. You genuinely I am, like collecting them. Yeah, it's it's really funny because like so I, I had this conversation with uh, Ryan, who is on a lot of our videos on wrestling trading cards YouTube, 
And, you know, I, he and I met, you know, a decade and a half ago, sort of fighting on blowout cards for him. Like we used to be mortal enemies. Like we would literally go back and forth because I hated all the Panini products and, and I loved everything that Upper Deck was doing. He was kind of the opposite. We just butted heads. And now we're, we met at a national convention. It was, and it ended up forming like this bond and we've sort of kept in touch with each other for almost 15 years now. And like, the crazy thing is like, yeah, you are hundred percent correct. Like I started off looking at everything with a negative lens and I started to realize like um, probably as I started having children, like the, the legacy that I was leaving online was mm. very, very negative and like very, very argumentative. And now that my son is old enough for social media, I realized that it took a lot of effort to look at things like that. And like, it took a lot of energy to sort of put forth that character because there were things that, that I think like I avoided because it just, it wasn't on brand for me to like it. But also like, you know, I started to find out that like upper deck was my jam, like before they lost everything in 2010. And then like, I really got into the top stuff, but that was like sports related stuff. Wrestling is just a completely different vibe. And I think the reason that I've become so overtly positive, it's just your, like what you were saying. I am so like, I've, I've found that passion again. And I think a lot of my negativity coming out of the previous sort of phase of my collecting life was I had just gotten really jaded about the sports cards and like the cost and like who was valuable, why they were valuable. The sets, the designs were kind of like, you know, not sitting the right with me. Cause like, I, like I have very, very specific things that I love. I love great photography I love like high end stuff. I love sort of the premium look to a card and I love Chrome. Like Chrome is my absolute favorite. It has been since I was a little kid. So I started to realize that like, you know, in wrestling, a lot of that stuff hadn't come yet. Like it was, it was still very much a, a, a burgeoning community of people, but, and it was starting to get bigger and bigger and gain momentum, but it still hadn't hit any of the milestones that I had seen it sports cards hit from 2005 ish through, you know, the boom starting in 2020, like wrestling sort of was doing like a speed run through a lot of this stuff. Mm. And like, whether it was like the vintage versus modern fighting, like that happened in sports cards, like in 2003, like this isn't even new. And then there's like, you know, how things are progressing in the value of a card rising versus the cost of a box or the cost of wax rising in the versus the cost of the cards you pull. Like there's so many fights that happened in sports cards very much a long time ago that are now coming to wrestling cards. So I saw a lot of these trends happening and Ryan and I would always laugh at each other because we would be able to predict things that were going to happen because they already happened in sports cards. Um, but I think the the great thing about this is, I want wrestling cards to have its time in the sun. I think you feel the same way. Yeah. And I think that's why I've become so overly excited and positive and, and sort of optimistic about this is because I feel like that positivity brings eyes to a hobby that still has a lot of room to grow. I mean, wrestling is one of the most popular TV shows around. It's been going for 50 plus years on TV seemingly. And that's, and that's just national TV. If we go into local TV, it's even further back. <laughs> Like, it's like, this is, this has a humongous worldwide presence. It's just an underserved area of the hobby. And I think that when you look at the overall sort of complexity of how sports cards have gone from, you know, those articles in the Wall Street Journal, of like this card show is dead. This shop is closed. Yeah, like yeah. To now it's like, 
every card show is awesome and every shop is being opened and stuff like that. Like if you look at how that happened and the trajectory that was com- that contributed to it, like wrestling cards really sort of have are starting to follow a lot of that same momentum and it's just so much fun to see. Yeah, dude, it is a just it's a blast to be a part of it. You know, of course, there's always the double edged sword because it, it's so easy. You mentioned this a little bit. It's so easy in this hobby to 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 get jaded, right? To find things that that pull you down, things that disappoint you, whether it's behaviors of other people in the hobby, whether right. it's yeah, you know, um, you know, people scamming people. You see this. It is, it, those <laughs> stores always make the big news, the big whatnot issues that seem to happen once a week now nowadays but um unfortunately yeah but it is like when you can find a passion that you're just genuinely into it just it, it changes the whole thing you know me you know diving into the bret hart collecting i mean you we haven't yeah. even touched on this yet but you are one of the preeminent becky lynch collectors in the space yep. i mean you know it's like you and one other person that i'm that you know was a prism collector uh, yeah, and, yeah my guys, mortal enemy yeah. yeah you guys have i mean it's wild seeing you know one of you post something big you guys got all the time but it's fun because even though like you, you use the mortal enemy but you two respect that you we're guys friends. yeah, yeah, no, yeah you friends. enjoy like, it I, you're like yeah, yeah right <laughs> that's like the best part about it is you can have this competition and still be happy for somebody else getting a card that sure you oh, yeah. absolutely would have loved to have got you know gotten in yourself but to still have a really good conversation about it is, is great. I recently had no shot at the one of one Bret Hart prism that was up for sale on, um, oh, I think that one was PWC. My condolences. Yeah. My condolences. Listen, I, I was watching that one. It, it reached the, uh, the extended bidding I had in my head. I was like, listen, I'm, I'm going to hope right. that it falls somewhere around this price range. It's just no chance. And I'm going for almost, almost double what I was going to bid on it. Um, but it went to, it went to prism God and I was able to have a conversation with him on Instagram about it, you know, a day or two later and, and kind of have some, some laughs about it. And that's awesome. Hopefully he's going to be at the national. I'll get to see this card with my own eyes, you know, to right. at least do that moment of it. But, um, it's cool when people would just be happy for one another instead of like finding all these reasons to be so hateful, right. you know, I get it. It exists, but whatever. I love the wrestling space because of the way we tend to act towards each other. Yeah. I mean, like let's, I mean, the, the elephant in the room is like, there is this really sort of negative approach that certain individuals really are forcing on a lot of the community through Twitter it doesn't really exist anywhere else. Like Facebook, right. Instagram, like everybody's sort of like, like it used to be in 2017 with a lot more people around. And like this whole sort of like bitterness over like the way that wrestling has exploded, I think is, is reminiscent of what's already happened. As I mentioned before of how that sort of happened when Panini came in, in like 2010 to, to basketball, they yeah. took a license away from upper deck that, it was beloved even to this day, like people still clamor for exquisite cards and all the stuff that upper deck did. And like a lot of these same feelings already sort of came in through. So like, I've I've dealt with them. I've dealt with Mm. trolls in my life. I've dealt with all that (laughs) stuff, but you know, like it it doesn't bother me. Like, like I've been doing this now for so long that it's just kind of like, if you don't have those people, you're not important enough. Yeah. Yeah. But I think at the same time, like, so I have, we have a group chat with all the Becky collectors that are out there and we talk constantly. We don't battle with each other. Like I came, like I came up in the hobby when there was four sets a year and I've loved that it's become like this 
cornucopia of different products that you can have. So I've, I came to terms with you can't have everything like in 2002. But I also re- like wrestling is, has always been such a small space that you you almost could theoretically, if it was pulled and out there and available, you theoretically could get everything. There just wasn't a lot of product. Right. And now with Panini sort of driving huge amounts of product um, through wrestling cards and tops, expanding their stuff, like you really can't. So I think what the three of us sort of all wanted to do was, Hey, if, if it's going to be out there and none of us have unlimited funds, like let's make sure it stays in the group. So it's not yeah. going into the hands of like somebody that's going to, you know, sort of hold it ransom or do what sure. the things that people do. And it's created this camaraderie within the group that's just awesome. And, you know, I've had Matt on a couple of our videos and, you know, the other guy doesn't really enjoy going on camera, so he doesn't come on. But like, you know, he just posted today a card that I've been looking for for like three, four years now. And like, you know, you're just happy that it it got to somebody that has a good home now. And I'm not naive to believe that there aren't going to be other Becky Lynch collectors. She's probably one of the top selling females in the entire hobby um, from for for wrestling cards. So to think that no one else is going to collect her is pretty stupid. But I also feel like I've built enough of a reputation that, you know, I can still stand apart from those guys and, and they can stand apart from me when they pull something like it's just it's a great experience because wrestling has these different collector sort of groups. They like, well, I'm only going to collect this one person or I'm only going to collect this one type of card. And that doesn't ex- like it, it exists in sports card, but because the market is so gigantic, it's hard to find those pockets of people the same way that you can easily identify them in wrestling. Like I know, like I get these messages on Twitter all the time. Like, Hey, I pulled this really rare card do you know somebody that collects this person? Almost always I'm like, yes, absolutely. Go to this person, you know, whether it's, you know, there's a guy who collects Ronda Rousey. There's a guy and his name is Josh Harrison. There's a guy who collects, um, you know, Indy Hartwell. There's a guy, I mean, like they're literally like all of these types of people exist because wrestling cards have had to sort of create a community around choose your own adventure, which like, if there's only going to be like five products a year, you can't like sit there and wait for the next week to come because, they're just, it's not coming. And then there were like nine months worth of delays in between some of the tops products. It's like, we started like finding our own ways to keep ourselves busy and the super collecting bug that bit a lot of us is sort of the way we've done that. Yeah. That's fantastic. man. I love hearing those stories. Uh, all right. So let, let's, let's pivot a little bit. Let's uh, let's talk about uh big show coming up. The nationals coming yeah. up end of July. Uh, I'm going to be there. You're going to be there. Uh, first and foremost, what's your history with the national you've been before, right? Yeah, I've been probably five or six times in the past. Um, I haven't gone recently because I've had kids and work has been insane, but, um, yeah, I I remember like when it was just me and my wife, like, uh, those were trips that I could take more easily or even before I met my wife. So like, I think, um, you know, it's, it's one of those events that's just, you gotta go. Yeah. I, I mean, I went last year for the first time and it was, it was fantastic, even though it was in Atlantic city, which has a lot of uh, negatives about that particular yeah. location. <laughs> That's but a that, new thing. I, yeah. Atlantic city was never on the rotation before. Yeah. And it probably, if it was going to be in the rotation, it probably should have been, I don't know, 10 years ago and not current <laughs> right. Atlantic city, but 
be that as it may, I was able to go with a good friend of mine, enjoyed myself. You know, the, the actual awesome. show itself was phenomenal. But um, one of my biggest takeaways as far as a disappointment was the the presence of wrestling cards as a whole. I, I was, you know, there were some baseball cards, some other things that I was really looking forward, uh, looking for and was able to find. And, and it was great for that. The conversations I was having were great. We had some good presence. I mean, we had, um, you know, the wrestling panel happen, which was great. I mean, I absolutely adored being able to sit in on that. But the actual floor from what I could find was pretty lacking. There wasn't just, there yeah. was some, a lot of, you know, vintage stuff. You could find some cool Andre the Giant stuff. You could definitely find some Hogan stuff. But um, the, I, I mean, it was rare to find some, some prism stuff at that time. You know, there was only one set. Uh, the great curator was there. I actually bought a Becky Lynch from him at the show, but it, it was pretty sparse. In your experience, now, if it's been a couple of years since you've been, what was it like before, and what are you looking forward to this year? Yeah, it's a great question, and and I like even though I haven't been, like I I'm in this every year. Like <laughs> like I'm talking to people who are on the floor. Like I'm talking to you know whether it's Tony and and Paul and and Ryan, like all those guys. Um, hold on one second. So I think like from a national perspective, like the show is built around sports cards and it's always been that, and it's going to continue to be that where I think it's changed is with the advent of the boom coming on things like F1 UFC, like there's just a lot more to go around. So I think that the challenge that, that we're going to face as wrestling collectors is we're probably like, seventh or eighth on the totem pole behind like marvel and ufc and f1 and all these things but there is a a number of dealers this year who i've already spoken to who plan on having a ton of wrestling cards at their at their booths and these booths are growing and growing because the space is getting bigger and bigger and bigger now that there's more and more people that want to come i think we mentioned on our video that we just posted <clears throat> that the this year's national is supposed to be the biggest there is, there was, and there ever will be. Thanks, Bret Hart. But like, <laughs> I think the 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 show itself has completely gone through a transformation. And I even think from what I've heard, like this may be like the last uh, hurrah for one of the groups that's managing the show too. Um, so there's a lot that's going on sort of behind the scenes of the show. But over the boom period, I mean, it has completely changed everything, even over the last, I would say, since the last time I went. So I remember the last time I went, like, Panini was definitely in full swing already. Um, and they had sort of gotten into this VIP party mode, which if you're not familiar with the way that the National shakes out, you have Wednesday, you get there on Wednesday, you leave on Sunday, and on Saturday night, Panini has this big giant party and what they do is they bring in a bunch of athletes um, from the licenses that they own so typically it's basketball players football players um, you know baseball players if they're in Chicago or in Cleveland where it used to be um, and they they do autographs they do pictures they give out these packs of cards that have awesome stuff in them and it, but it costs like to get in you had to buy at when I went it was like probably five ten thousand dollars worth of wax now it's like fifty to a hundred thousand dollars worth of wax, and it's just insane that you know that it's gotten to that point. But it's also like a testament to the growth of the hobby and how much Panini can offer things like this, knowing that people are going to take advantage of it, especially with all the big breakers that are there now. There's a breakers yeah. pavilion, 
there's all these different things that like if you think of what it means to be a collector it's you know i want to collect singles i want to rip wax and i want to you know buy and sell cards like that's the national like there's parts of that yeah. all the way through and so my experience has always been less about the card show aspect of it because you know i was never really chasing down crazy rare one-of-one sports cards that i was never going to be able to afford and most of them were on ebay like most of the dealers yeah. were on ebay or on some other platform i went for two reasons one was to engage with the vendors that I knew and, and the dealers that I knew and having those sort of people at the show doing business that you wanted to be a part of. So like there's the rapper redemption programs, there's giveaways, there's parties, there's all these different things. And then there's also the collectors. Like we live in a world of social media and um, most of what the hobby has become since I joined is all on social media. It's all on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and whatnot. But we are, you know, name, screen names on a, on a web page. We are not people in person. But we talk with, like, there are people I talk with all day, every day. And the National becomes the place where you can put a face to that name. And, you know, you, you listen to the stories that people have told. Like, oh, my God, I, I, I've been talking to this person for 10 years. And we finally just met in person <laughs> at the National last year. Like, that's insane. That doesn't happen in other places as much. So it's a really awesome experience because for me, it's always been as much about the people as it's been anything else. And anybody who's been to more than one of them will all say the same thing. It's like we go there to, to commune with like-minded individuals and it just becomes so much fun. It is so much fun. Yeah. And it is a nonstop event. And you would expect like when you go to like some of these corporate conferences and events and stuff like that like it's all you know alcohol fueled rage parties and stuff like that that's really not what this is or at least it wasn't last time i went i don't know how things have changed but <laughs> it's more about like hey let's get together let's have dinner let's let's walk the floor let's meet people let's rip some wax let's do all the things we would do online but finally be able to do them together yeah yeah and and let's show off all our stuff in person you know that, <laughs> yes, that's a pretty exactly. cool aspect you know i one of the parts that i loved about last year again even though it was wrestling light uh but i i really enjoyed getting to both do the the big trade night they do on thursdays and then uh mm -hmm. the trade they, they had like a trade section in the middle of the floor that ran every day and just getting to go in there and like just chat with people and see what they've got even if you're not necessarily looking to move stuff it's just you know hearing good stories about cards you yeah. know how people get them or somebody pulling out something unique and and me walking around i i asked everyone like, you got any wrestling cards you got any wrestling cards that was pretty much you know 90... i think that's gonna change this year i, I think, think so too I, I'm very confident that is going to be different this year. Uh, but I, well, I would get some funny reactions to that. And some people, you know, I don't, but I've got this fun card. And somebody start breaking out like Playboy cards. Like, yeah, all right. right I mean, it's exactly. not wrestling, but yeah, I get it. They're both niche, I guess. Um, so, yeah. you know, those silly things that don't necessarily happen, you know, on eBay, right, are now can happen, you know, with real human interactions. And I, I really, I, I really adored that last year. Um, so yeah so this year what does it look like for you in terms of like you're getting there so if somebody's never been to the national before you know when are you um flying in flying out where are you staying how yeah. many days are you going to be there so wednesday is is usually when people sort of come in um and i think the reason being is like that's really like the opening sort of preview night for the show and then it runs like you want to, i don't know like most people leave early sunday 
I I think it's probably better if you're not going to any of the big parties on Saturday night, probably leave Saturday. Mm. Like the show kind of dies out on Sunday morning. And I think the challenge that people are going to face is like, by the time you get to Sunday, you are just exhausted. And it's not just because like of all the things that go on, but because you're literally like on your feet for like a ton of time. And, you know, you're walking the floor, you're talking to people, you're going to meetings with collectors that you want to catch up with, you're standing in lines, like there's a lot of time on your feet, then you're going to dinner and you're out late, usually meeting with people and having a good time, trade night runs forever, like, and there's just, there's a whole lot of stuff. There's also like a bunch of like informational things to go and take into, like, Shane, you mentioned last year that, um, there was a wrestling card panel on the main stage. That's going to happen again this year. We're still working out some of the details, but um, you know, it's going to be something that if you are a wrestling collector, there will be informational aspects that I know a lot of us are going to be walking the floor and doing fun stuff there too. Um, You know, it's, it's, there's just so much to take in and really you want to go more than a day. Like you can't experience this all in one day. You can't experience it. I would say even in two But if you're absolutely strapped for resources, because if you've seen the hotel rooms lately, like you want to stay anywhere near the convention hall, it is like ridiculously expensive. So I know there are a couple of people who have probably sought out Airbnbs or or VRBO type stuff, like find a way, find somebody to crash with. The people are sleeping on floors all throughout the week. Like (laughs) I don't think it necessarily, you have to find a, a hotel that's near the thing. There's a lot of people driving in. Um, from around the all around the country and flying in from around the world, like you'd be surprised. And you know, I think that's the the fun aspect of this. It's kind of like Burning Man for sports cards. It's like everybody just kind of comes in and, and piles in, and just becomes like this big community orgy of, of fun. And it's like <laughs> the the craziest part of this is, you know, when you look at like the overall sort of makeup of people. Like I, I would echo with you, everybody who has said or talked about last year, even though Prism was a month in, there's all this giant hype around it. There was very little wrestling at the show this year. I think there's going to be more people. There's going to be more to, you know, dealers that have it. There's going to be more content. We're, we're going to be doing a lot of stuff as a community as well. We'll talk about that here later on. But I think like the, the challenge that we're facing down is that wrestling is still a very small, dark corner of the hobby. And we're trying to, and that's why, that's why I'm so, you know, forward about it on social media is because I want more people involved because of things like this, when we go to these types of big events and things like this happen, whether it's WrestleMania or, you know, whatever might come down the road when Fanatics takes back over, like there's a lot to happen. There's a lot that's going to happen here. Um, from a community perspective at the national convention at big events around the, whether it's the industry conference, you name it. So I think that there's, there's a lot to discuss and it's really going to be a fun, fun time. So I think if you have, if you have an opportunity this year as a wrestling collector, I think this is probably the peak of kind of where the interest is going to be. Cause once, once things sort of shift away from Panini, a lot of the attention is going to probably go with it. If I'm yeah. being honest. Tops just doesn't have the same level of community support um, from a like outside looking in uh, as Panini does. That's what's driven a lot of this boom. And I think next year is probably going to be the last year of Panini. Um, and there's a whole lot of stuff to discuss around that. But 
this is probably going to be one of the peak years for wrestling cards, if not the peak. But we're going to try as a community to continue to make it a, pre- a, a point to have a presence at the show each and every year. Yeah, that, that really is a, a very big point. Um, I mean, there were there were several folks, you, I think, Zan and, and Tony, and especially on like Rose Clyde, a lot of people who were who were sort of banging the drum that, listen, you know, Panini getting this license is a, is going to bring in a lot of eyes Huge that deal. wouldn't yeah. normally be here. And you're right. When it shifts back, how? who knows what the landscape's going to look like? It keeps changing so much every single month, it seems like. But yeah, if, if it shifts back the way it looks like, a lot of, this, a lot of those eyes are going to go with it. That's such a good point that uh, it is an interesting period of wrestling cards with, with where it is at the peak. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a really good point. Um, and of course, you know, without going down this rabbit hole too much, it also starts to beg the question, you know, the panini product that does exist and how that gets affected because there might only be three or four years of it you know so there's a lot yeah that's 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 a i've gotten that question so many times is like i got that question of like what happens to the tops products when panini comes in now it's the questions of what happens to the panini products when tops comes back and i think like prism and here's the thing prism was one of the most controversial releases in all of sports cards, not just wrestling, but in all of sports cards. And, um, you know, I was out there banging the drum on Prism because I love Chrome cards and because I genuinely was excited about the set. Um, and it, even though it didn't, like, the, the wax crashed and a lot of the bulk singles that weren't numbered to 10 or less crashed, mm-hmm. like, the impact that Panini and Prism specifically has had on this hobby is undeniable. I mean, we just saw what happened with The Rock yeah. selling at 126000 Like, this era of wrestling will be looked back on very kindly like I, i'm gonna say because it's only three years or four years depending on how long things shake out if we fast forward 10 years into the future and we look back on this the, i have a feeling it will be looked up upon very kindly not just from a value perspective but just from an overall sort of i really enjoyed this type of perspective and you know there's a lot of hate out there because people rightfully so hate panini like they've done a lot of really shitty things in their life uh and this hobby but you know the what they've done with wrestling cards has changed the face of what wrestling cards are capable of in a lot of different ways like if you look at what happened with immaculate if you look at what happened with prism all of these things that we now know are possible to do because panini's actually put in that time and actually invested in the license that way um that's that's a really big thing that I think I was banging from on that drum from literally the day it was announced, even six months before, because I had gotten some information that they had won it and was talking about it on Twitter even before Panini announced it. Like that's what drove all of the fun stuff that has been happening, whether it's vintage related or tops related or otherwise, like having more people around you in this hobby always makes it more fun. And I'm not saying Panini is responsible for all of it, but in the modern sense, like people that I've come to enjoy flex you, all these other guys, like we now have a larger community and a larger number of voices to voice the, the, the breadth of what we collect. Thanks to a lot of what Panini's brought to the table. You mentioned prism God, you mentioned uh, Dan, Dan Wynn, who's a great curator. Like all of these guys are really big influencer level social media accounts that's a a dirty word in a lot of circles but they they are bringing a lot of eyes to wrestling and like i think like even if it means like 
a lot of riffraff comes with it. We've gotten some really awesome people to join up with us that I talk to every day. And I think they wouldn't be here without Panini. So I mean, like, even though it's only been three years, I know this is a rabbit hole we're going down, but even though it's only been three years, like the face of wrestling cards is forever changed and events like the national are going to be impacted positively because of that. Yeah. I I mean, I think you'd be foolish at this point to not be able to look at last year as, as an inflection point. I mean, it's just, it clearly was, and you take the good with the bad. Yeah. I mean, it probably reached levels that were a little silly and we saw the crash because of it, but that's still, I mean, you know, a year later, you just, you you touched on already. We saw $126,000 rock card sell, right? I mean, that's, Mm -hmm. that's going to be the legacy of the set when it's all said and done. And, and yeah, I think if you're, you're just fighting against, really a, a tsunami at this point if you if you're really if you're trying to drum a different opinion on that it it was a yeah. big moment positives and negatives come with it i think the positives out even if, the negatives yeah even if it goes and sells for 20k the next time around like it, it, it this will never change like it did at one point right. sell for $126,000 i i'm not going to get into the politics behind why people are being <laughs> stupid about that sale cuz they are being very very stupid online about it but I will say this, and and we can sort of get back on track. Like the <laughs> the the impact of what Prism has brought to this hobby, controversial or not, um, from twenty twelve when it began through now, is it, it spurred a lot of what is driving the the interest in sports cards during a lot period that people were very down on sports cards, and then additionally now accelerated a boom. I think in a lot of different ways. But it doesn't mean that Chrome sucks or anything Tops did sucks because they've in really invested a lot in those brands. And you've seen huge trajectories for Tops' brands as well yeah. as a result of this. But in wrestling, like wrestling was always cheap thrills. It was always cheap thrills. And that's what made it fun. You could rip a case of Heritage Wrestling uh, when I got in for like 400 bucks, which was the same cost as a box of Contenders football. Like, <laughs> so like – Having that much cheap thrills available and fun is just, is so much fun. It's, it's just, it drives the community to see that go a different direction now with Panini getting into that type of costs with some of the boxes with Immaculate being that expensive and other things like, you know, it, it's, it's a different type of community. Yes. But um, I think the old community still exists. There's still a lot of fervent collectors out there who still collect all the top stuff. It's not like, all that stuff was magically like Thanos snapped out of existence. Like that stuff still exists (laughs) and it's very collectible and it's coming back around. So I think like, yeah, there's, there's a lot here to unpack, but overall I think the influence was insanely positive and it will be for decades to come. Dude, that is such a good point. It's like when a, when a sequel or a reboot comes out of a movie and people are like, ah, they're ruining the original. No, you still have the original. You can go watch that anytime. Still you there. Want. Yeah. You can watch disappear. it on Netflix, whatever you want. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. So let's, um, let's pivot again as we're kind of uh, running a little bit out of a t- out of time here. But, um, so we talked about the national talked about, you, you hinted at the community, a lot of wrestling card folks are getting together. There's going to be a whole big presence at the show. There's another, there's a big event that we've been a yeah. part of trying to trying to get off the ground. You have done a ton of work. Do you want to tell <laughs> you, us a little too. bit about that? I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, listen up. Here's the thing. I, 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 
as soon as last year's uh, ended, last year ended, there was like, I had heard about different events that had happened, like F1 specifically. And I said, there needs to be a wrestling version of that. And yeah. my favorite part about the event that we're going to talk about here in a second is I, I started to try to do some groundwork to get that going, started to like talk to a couple people like, Hey, would you be interested in this? What do you think? And then at some point I had heard that Paul and Tony were, were talking about it. So, okay, we should talk. And then we started talking and then, and then at some point you were involved and all of a sudden I was like, Holy crap, there's like 10 different people all talking about a similar event separately. And I think it was you that put, put us all together in the Twitter, which is amazing. And like yeah. so many like-minded people just coming together and making something happen. Tell us about what's happening though. So Chicago, uh, July 28th, Hyatt Regency in Rosemount. Um, we are having an event. It's called the, the main event um, and fun intended. And um, <laughs> what we're, what we were trying to do is, is bring together the wrestling community, a bunch of collectors together to come and celebrate wrestling cards. And, you know, I think the, like you said, the challenge was there were always these pockets of people who wanted to do something like this, wanted to throw an opportunity, uh, one of the events and an opportunity where the, the community is growing and there's a, a, enough people to support it, right? Because yeah. no one likes throwing an event, no one comes, right? Yeah. So <laughs> this was like one of those times where we felt like, hey, there's enough of a community now built around wrestling cards that we can support an event like this. And so we, we, reserve some space we've got it uh you know in rosemount on on july 28th it's going to be a night um to remember in that respect there's going to be a ton of surprises we can't reveal all of them yet but we will be um i think that the main thing that i think we were aiming for and what we wanted to really sort of hammer home was that wrestling cards deserved a place at the table kind of you mentioned like f1 and i think for the first time there was resonance there there was like yes we agree and we're just like awesome so i mean we got all these people together um paul from wrestling card price guide uh tony from wrestling cards wrestling trading cards.com um you know you and me and and new york roadshow um who has done a huge amount of wrestling uh in their shop and, and stuff like that so i think like we've got finally a group of people that has the 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 connections and the power to make an event like this happen and like before it was something that just wasn't going to be able to happen and now it is and it's it unfortunately because of the the situation that we're in it does it we have limited space we have you know a very clear sort of situation but it's something where we have to be able to um limit the amount of people at the event so it is going to be invite only to get your invite all you have to do is email chicago main event 2023 at gmail.com um, you'll be added to the list to get all the information. Uh, and that's really all you need to do. You can bring as many people as you want. Um, we're still, we, we've gotten a huge response to this already, which is just awesome to see. Um, but, you know, we're just, there's still space available. So be sure to to email and get on that list. More details to be revealed as we get closer. But yeah, I, I can't be at even any less excited about this. This is going to be so awesome. Yeah, I, I am super pumped. I've been talking about it and kind of hinting at it on my show. And and the response I've even gotten from that has been pretty surprising. Just people like, hey, what's this thing about? How, can I go? You know, can I you know, be a part of it? It's like, well, we're working out the details. But so and as soon as, you know, things get ironed out, I started firing off the, that email address to people. I was like, here you go. You wanted to be a part of it? You know, go sign up right now. Um, so anybody who is listening, 
Listen, if you collect wrestling cards, if you collect wrestling belts, if you collect wrestling figures, whatever it yeah. might be, this is a, a community of wrestling collectors. Yeah, card specific, you know. But nonetheless, if you like wrestling, this is going to be one hell of a get-together of like-minded individuals. We can talk about the bloodline. We can rant and rave about yeah. CM Punk versus the Elite, and we can show off all our stuff. We can just have a good time supporting this niche within a niche come out yeah. come be a part of it it's going to be a lot of fun if you if you don't have the email address reach out to gelman you can reach out to me instagram twitter a whole lot of people out there have already been promoting and sharing this thing you can if you want to go reach out to somebody email that that email address and and come on out because it's going to be a blast it will be for sure can't wait yeah all right so before i let you go Share where where can people find you if they do want to reach out to you and talk about this? Where are you on Instagram? Where are you on Twitter? Where are you on all of those places? How can someone find yep. you? Um, so you can find me on Twitter at SC Uncensored. You can find me on Instagram at WWE Gelman. That's G-E-L-L-M-A-N. And um, so really where I show off my Becky Lynch super yeah. collection and <laughs> sort of all sorts of fun stuff. Um, I'm on Facebook, uh, Wrestling Cards and Collectibles. If you want to go look on that group, there's a huge amount of people on Facebook collecting wrestling cards. It's a great community to join if you haven't. I don't post on Facebook. I don't, I'm not a part of Facebook, but except for this. Like, this is what drives my Facebook experience. So go do that. But yeah, shoot me an email uh, at Chicago Main Event 2023 at gmail.com. Um, you know, shoot me a, a Twitter message. My DMs are open. Instagram, shoot me a message. DMs are open. Like I'm here to support this event and make sure it's as successful as possible. Awesome. And if you're not sure if you found the right Gelman when you're looking for him, if there's a badass Becky Lynch avatar, that's the guy. <laughs> yes. Thank you to Adrian for that, by the way. Cage GFX. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He, uh, he's awesome. His stuff is great. Go check out KGFX as well. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, Adam Gelman, thank you so much for coming on the show. Have a good night, brother. Thank you, Shane. This was wonderful. And again, you, you put on a great show here. Can't say enough good things. Uh, definitely subscribe if you if you haven't, because he does a great job. Appreciate you, man. Once again, thank you to Adam Gelman for coming onto the show and sharing all of that just incredibly useful information. I am so very excited for the National. That just can't get here soon enough. Uh, Gelman talked about it a little bit. You know, you really do need a lot of days to truly take in what the national is last year. I was there for basically the entire event this year, though. I will only be there for two nights. I'll be there, uh, for Thursday and Friday. And then, you know what? My wife and I are going to enjoy the hell out of Chicago for the rest of that weekend. But once again, if you are interested in coming to that wrestling event, all you got to do is email Chicago main event, 2023 at gmail.com. Let us know. We'll get you on the invite list. And, uh, yeah, what do you think of the show? Are you enjoying this? If you are, please consider leaving a review at your podcast hub of choice. I would love five stars. I'll tell you what. If you leave me five stars, I'll get you on that invite list. Just kidding. All you got to do is email Chicago Main Event 2023 at gmail.com to get on that list, like I said. But I would love a review if you have time to do that. But really, more than anything, if you are enjoying this, please share this with friends. Share this with family. Share this with anybody you think might want to come out to a wrestling event in Chicago because it's going to be a blast. Ladies and gentlemen, have a good night.